Come on, let's give him a real applause this morning. He deserves it. We honor you, King Jesus. We worship you in this place. Amen. Well, we're going to take a moment and we're going to pray for some people this morning and pray for some prayer requests that have, have come into the building. And I want to say welcome to everybody for joining us today at City Church and welcome to those that are online as well. Uh, we're going to take a moment now and pray. Uh, we're going to pray for somebody that's um, ruptured their ACL. We're going to pray for somebody that has um, breast cancer surgery on Tuesday. We're going to pray for another person that um, is believing for successful surgery coming up and they've had some uh, complications there and that's happening this week, so we're believing for that. We're going to pray for um, Joy, who's unwell at the moment with a cold and, and a flu. We're going to pray for Mark Herford for her spine and some of her chronic pain that she's dealing with at the moment. We're going to pray for Felicity for healing of her trachea. And um, if any of, any of you may be uh, connected with Felicity, uh, Ollie, um, she has ha had a, unfortunately had an ambulance trip to uh, the hospital uh, one, of the, one of the mornings this week and has some really difficulties with her breathing uh, because of a virus that she has and an ongoing issue with her trachea. And so she's got an operation coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, but we're going to pray and believe for a miracle for her in Jesus' name. And we're going to pray for uh, another person that's believing for um, some good sleep. We're also praying for a young mother who's been in a coma and that we need a real miracle there in Jesus' name. So as you can see, there's a whole bunch of need. There's a whole bunch of people that are believing for miracles this morning. And each one of those people are somebody that God loves. And I think it's somebody that we should lift our faith for and believe together for, for some miracles in Jesus' name. So come on, church family, let's pray together. Lord, we thank you this morning, Lord, for each and every one of these incredible people that we are praying for. God, you love them and you have a plan and a purpose for their life. And I pray this morning, Lord Jesus, for surgeries that are upcoming, Lord God. I pray for them to be successful. I pray for you to guide surgeons' hands. Lord, give them wisdom, I pray, as they operate, Lord God, and, and do inspections on people, Lord God, that they need to do, I pray. And I pray for great outcomes, Lord, that come out of that surgery, Lord God, with miracle outcomes, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift up Felicity this morning. We pray for her, Lord God, for healing of a trachea, Lord God. Let her open up again, Lord Jesus. Let this virus and this sickness be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, this morning we pray for Mark Herford, Lord God. I pray for her with her ongoing back issues and chronic pain. Lord, heal her body, we pray. Lord, this young mom that's in a coma right now, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that she would rise up out of that bed. We pray for a miracle story, Lord God, that you would heal her, restore her to health and life, I pray. Lord, every single one of these needs, Lord, we lift them to you this morning in an, in a, in an atmosphere of faith, in a heart of faith and belief and trust in you. This morning, we ask you, Jesus, to perform miracles in every single one of these prayer requests, in every single one of these bodies and these lives, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray for miracles to flow. We thank you for it. In Jesus' powerful name. And everyone together said, Amen. 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 We are uh, praising God. Um, I know that uh, Felicity put in a, a praise report for um, great medical attention for her and she's had a great experience in hospital as well and so she's praising God for that. And so yeah, let's, let's, let's praise God for that in the midst of the circumstances and the challenges. 
which is uh, which is uh, all there. But uh, hey, why don't you take a moment right now and welcome someone to church this morning? Just take two minutes, say good day to someone, and we're going to be back in a moment. Fantastic. You can make your way to your seats this morning. Awesome. Again, welcome to those joining us online this morning. Great to have you connecting with us today. Today's a special Sunday because it's Water Baptism Sunday. Come on. It's exciting. Thanks, team. You guys can grab a seat. Well, We thought we would get straight into the Word today and straight into it. But uh, just before I do, there's a couple of things I just wanted to mention. We have Callie Brower in the house for the first time. Give her a warm welcome. It's great to have her here. And I just want to give you a bit of an update on some staff changes that have happened as well, just uh, while it's fresh in my mind. We've recently had Dan Russell, our youth pastor. He has taken a role at Wycliffe Christian School as the chaplain. And so, yeah, it's incredible. Great role. So he's, he's working there a day and a half a week, and then he's doing the other three and a half days here for us at City Church. And we've also had Mikey Hussein, who has been on two days a week and doing a lot of our tech and music stuff. He has just taken a full-time job and, um, and will be working in the city with that as well and still part of the team, part of the church. But uh, we just wanted to honour Mikey. Where is Mikey? Over here. Mikey. We honour you, mate. We thank you for all your hard work over the last couple of years and uh, we really appreciate everything you've done. He's a champion. He was born into this church as well, so he's, he's only ever known City Church and uh, we love Mikey. We had some donuts to celebrate on Tuesday with all the staff, which is it's just fitting, isn't it? A bit of Dolly's Donuts. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys an update on some changes there that have happened with staff and all those kind of things as well. And This week, we have um, a few of our staff going up to National Conference in Queensland and so that's our, our National uh, Pastors Conference that happens every two years and we'll go up there and uh, hear about some of the changes going forward for our movement and for our church as well. So um, yeah, it's really exciting. And one more thing I just wanted to mention is um, on the 5th to the 10th of May, you may have heard this, you may not have, but there is a 10 crusade happening at the Penrith Paceway with uh, evangelist and um, healing evangelist Tim Hall, who is coming over those, over those five days or so, five, 5th to the 10th of May, and we'll be doing that. So it's going to be an old school tent revival, get down there, um, believe in people to get saved, believe in people to get healed. And Tim Hall is an absolute legend in our nation and travels all over the world 
and um, really see some incredible healing miracles. And um, it will be a great time for seeing people get saved and, and lives changed as well. And so if you want to know more information about that, you can literally just Google the main event Penrith. The main event Penrith. Or come and talk to me or one of the team. We'll be able to give you the details. But it's at the Penrith Paceway over those, um, uh, over those five nights. And uh, it's going to be a really powerful time. And so I just want to let you know about that church. It's an um, inter-church cross-denominational thing happening and so there'll be churches from all over Penrith and the area going to that as well and a great opportunity to bring some friends along to it and if you're believing for a miracle, go along to it. Uh, It'll be a great time and so yeah, just want to give you an update about that as well. But this morning what we're going to do is I'm going to speak for 20 minutes which could be our first miracle today. And, uh, and then we are going to do uh, the water baptisms this morning. We've got four people getting water baptized this morning, which is such a significant and special moment. And so we're going to believe for them. I don't even have time this morning to give a sports report, unfortunately. So I, I can't give an update on the football game last night. But uh, I'm just going to get straight into the message this morning. Congratulations, Panthers fans. You beat the Knights. Well done. Let's not focus on it too much. All right, well, this morning I want to speak a message entitled, An Overcoming Spirit. An Overcoming Spirit. Who knows that God has called us to live above and not beneath. He's called us to be the head and not the tail. He's he's called us to be people that are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. He reminds us in in Scripture that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So there's a real theme there that we are called to be overcomers. Now, in Numbers chapter 13, it tells the story when the 12 scouts go out to look at the promised land. And the promised land had been spoken over the Israelites and been spoken over God's people that they would inherit this promised land. They'd been spoken about. God had led them out of Egypt and out of captivity under Pharaoh. And there was a miracle story that God had had done. He'd brought them through that Red Sea moment and he'd done an incredible miracle in front of God's people, and many miracles had taken place. And they got to this moment where they come to the edge of the promised land, and then Moses sends out 12 spies to go and inspect this land, and to go and see the promise, go and to see what God had spoken over their lives, and go and inspect it, and to come back with a report. And they go out to this promised land to go and inspect it, and they come back, and out of the 12 spies, 10 come back with a negative report. Two come back with a positive report and say, this is the land that we are are meant to take. And from that moment, because of their negativity and because of their cynicism that spread throughout all the people, these 10 people took this fearful report and spread it through God's people. And what happened is instead of God's people entering the promised land as as they should have done, as they were standing on the edge of the promise, instead, for 40 years... They wandered around in the wilderness. For 40 years, they wandered around in the desert and were unable to inherit what was this promised land spoken over them. And for that 40 years, as they wandered around, all those negative people pretty much died off and so a new generation could then inherit the promised land. And it's an incredible lesson to you and I to be somebody that understands that when God's put His promises in front of us, that God's given us the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, that when challenges come, when opposition comes, if God is for us, who can be against us? 
And they stood on the edge of that promise, but what they saw is they saw some giants in the land. They saw some challenges that they were going to, to face going into this promised land, and it caused them to balk and to step back instead of walking in faith into what was meant to be their inheritance. And so in the backdrop of that, I want to take a look at that story a bit more deeply this morning and be reminded that we are called to be overcomers. We have an overcoming spirit on the inside of it. Jesus says it this way, he says, I have said this to you before, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So we know that hardship will come for the believer. There will be challenge and trial. There will be moments of opposition in our life, but God has overcome the world. And then it says in 1 John 5 verse 4, for everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And so we live in victory, not because of our circumstances, but because of who lives on the inside of us, Jesus Christ, that we will ultimately overcome the world. So we are overcomers. I look around this church this morning and I see a whole bunch of overcomers. I see people that have understood what it means to live in faith. You know, I see Ken Watson, someone that had had a diagnosis that you would, you're going to struggle to walk again. You're going to have challenges and all these kind of things after an accident. And here he is in church, worshiping God every week, standing strong, continuing to walk in faith. And the battle has not gone. But he lives in the victory because of Christ Jesus. And I love that about Ken. And he's a, he's a pillar in this church and such a strong man of God. And Megan too, alongside, a strong woman of God as they stand together. That overcoming spirit. I think about Marg Herford that we've spoke about this morning, been in chronic pain for years. And yet she stands strong, continues to encourage, continues to send messages of encouragement, continues to pray, continues to worship God, continues to trust God and to be an overcomer even in the midst of challenge. So many people in our church that continue to trust God, even though the, the challenges still remain. And so this morning, let's look at three lessons about living with an overcoming spirit out of this story in Numbers chapter 13. The first one's this, number one, blessings come with battles to overcome. Numbers 13 verse 25 says this, after exploring the land for 40 days, this is the, the men that had gone out to inspect. The men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there and the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev and the Hittites, Jebuites, Amorites, the Canaanites. And they all live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb, he tried to quiet the people as he stood there before Moses. Let's go at once and take this land. He said, we can certainly conquer it. You see in this passage that there was a whole bunch of negativity. There was blessings that were there to be taken, but yet there were battles that needed to be fought. See, and that's the same as every single blessing that you have in your life. Every blessing you have comes with a battle. Someone once said it this way, blessings don't go uncontested. I thank God for this incredible church. 
and what a blessing it is to so many people and it has been to thousands of people over a number of years but there have been battles to fight faith battles for us as a church to fight going forward faith battles for us to be able to fight over many years to be able to get to where we are every single blessing we have has a battle that is attached to it see this promised land was spoken over them it was a land flowing with milk and honey it was a beautiful land it was a land that they could have incredible crops and that they could set up and that they could live there um, comfortable with their families and tribes together it would have been beautiful but yet there were giants in the land and that milk and honey that that milk cows had to be milked to go and do that it just didn't happen they had to go and get that honey they had to go and fight those battles to take down those giants it's the same as our lives every blessing that we have is attached with a battle think about it this way if you're blessed with a home you have the battle of maintaining it if you're blessed with a friend you have the battle of overcoming offense at times if you're blessed with marriage you have the battle of building that marriage if you're blessed with a child you have the battle of raising them if you're blessed with clothes you have the battle of cleaning them if you're blessed with finances you have the battle of stewarding it if you're blessed with faith, you have the battle of living it out each day. Our blessings have battles that we need to overcome. And anything worth us receiving, anything of value, is worth us fighting for. This morning, we're going to have some people that are going to go through the waters of baptism. And it's a special and a significant moment. It's a moment where we are saying publicly, I've decided to follow Jesus and I'm blessed to be in the household of faith. I'm blessed to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But we're kidding ourselves if we don't know that there are going to be times of faith challenges in their life. There are going to be battles to come. There are going to be things to fight as we continue to live out our faith in this world that is so opposite to the journey that we're trying to live on as a follower of Jesus. And the truth is that every one of us will have battles to fight as we live with the blessings that God has given us. I love in this passage Caleb's spirit. He says, let's go at once to the land. We can certainly conquer it. I think mean, what a faith spirit to have in the midst of challenge, in the midst of seeing these giants and these other things. He knew God had spoken over them. He knew that this was their land to inherit. He knew that this was their blessing to take. And I think it's a good reminder for us, blessings just don't come and just come into our life and that we just don't never have to contest them. There are sometimes a fight of faith. There is sometimes things that we need to be able to contest and to stand up for and to pray over and to speak God's promises over and to believe and to trust God even when circumstances don't look good. That's the kind of people of faith that we are to continue to advance even when there's opposition and even when there is challenge psalm 37 23 says this the lord directs the steps of the godly he delights in every detail of their lives though they stumble they will never fall for the lord holds them by the hand and that's the promise that we're not called to be lazy in our faith we're called to be overcomers we're called to move forward and to be able to do what god has called us to do the second thing this morning if we look back at this passage is this point that giants come with grasshoppers to overcome numbers 13 31 says this but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed we can't go up against them they are stronger than we are so they spread this bad report amongst the land and amongst the israelites 
The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. A little bit of exaggeration. All the people we saw were huge. Every person was huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. See, one thing I've learned is it's not the giants on the outside. It's actually the grasshopper spirit on the inside that can rob you from the blessing. We will all have giants to face. We will all have challenges in life to overcome. We will all have moments where our faith is tested. But it's actually that grasshopper spirit on the inside where we can live small on the inside, where we can allow our mind to shrink us down, where we can worry and fret and fear and allow all the insecurities on the inside to run riot and to create in us this spirit where we live small. And God's never called us to live that way. And what happens is we start to exaggerate and we start to exaggerate the fear and the worries that are happening. That's what's happening in this thing, that in this story here where they're saying that the land is going to swallow you up, that every single person is huge. They're all giants. Now, listen, I don't think out of the tens of thousands of people there that every single person was huge. Nor do I think that they're just going to walk along and the land's just going to swallow them up. But that's what fear does. Fear exaggerates. Fear spreads. Fear begins to take over and this grasshopper spirit takes over on the inside. And they start to see themselves as grasshoppers in their own sight. And they start to look at these people and compare themselves and think, I could never do that. See, battles within are battles worth winning. Battles on the inside are ones that we need to stir up our faith for the fight. See, we live in a society that's so led by its feelings, but yet Jesus has called us to live by faith. And so there will be giants and there will be obstacles and there will be moments of fear and worry and anxiety. Those things are reality. Those things will happen. But don't let those things sink you on the inside and cause you to live small. Cause you to live below instead of above. Cause you to live under instead of over. God has called you to be an overcomer. It says in Psalm 32 verse 8, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. I remember my first term leading our youth ministry in Singleton. And I was a youth pastor when I was 18 years old. And so I came into that role and, and I, I was really the youth leader. I was still going through Bible college and getting my uh, credential and all those kind of things. But I came in as an 18-year-old. I finished school, my H last HSC exam on the Friday, and I started working at the church on the Monday cleaning the toilets and I was cleaning the toilets I did a trainee role I was chaplain in the school and I also taken on the role as the youth leader of this of this youth ministry at the church and my first term leading youth ministry was absolute chaos I came in as an 18 year old trying to get my head around it I remember one of these youth nights that we had uh, I was standing in worship just before the word and one of our youth leaders come up to me and said, oh, Ben, I've, I need to talk to you about something. I said, oh, let's talk about it later. He's like, no, 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 I need to talk to you about it now. And so tears in his eyes, I'm like, okay, that sounds serious. So anyway, walk into a, walk into a side room with him and he starts confessing some of this moral stuff that he'd kind of done in his life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get my head around it. It's like, oh, okay, that's, that's huge. Anyway, I hear this kind of kerfuffle from the auditorium. 
during that time. And I come out from that meeting and I walk out. And what had happened earlier in the night is one of the young people had got in trouble and uh, they'd, they'd been asked to kind of sit by themselves. And during that time, they had contacted their parent, who um, was obviously not a Christian at all. And that parent had come flying up to the church and was fuming that this child had got in trouble. And so, as I came out, I, I, I encountered this parent on the stage during worship trying to shut down, the, <laughs> trying to shut down the meeting. And so, our sound person had turned the microphone off that they just tried to grab. And so she was yelling even more so and was getting frustrated. So I walked out of the side room to this chaos going on. And then I, I heard someone say, he's the youth pastor. <laughs> and it was like parting of the Red Sea. And this lady just come flying through to me. And, I, I, and then I got like hammered for the next hour from this lady in one of the back rooms as she just kind of uh, was, was unloading on me. And that uh, about a month or so after that, my dad passed away suddenly and tragically. And this was all in my first term of youth ministry. It was chaos. It was crazy. I was still trying to get my head around it and, and spin around what is going on. I remember being in a meeting a couple of months after all this had taken place and I was just sitting in the church service. And you know those moments when you're in grief, you're just kind of, you're there but you're not there. And uh, it was just in worship and I, and I felt God speak to me and say, Ben, I'm calling you to help people stand up in their faith. I'm calling you to be somebody that champions others and helps them to be able to stand up and rise up in God. And I remember that word. I remember that so clearly and I felt defeated. I felt like I'm doing a shocking job with this youth ministry. I felt personally like I'm just buried. I felt like a grasshopper. I felt like this is maybe the end of me doing ministry here. And it was the start of the journey and actually one of those moments that steals you and builds faith in you for the journey ahead. And all I could do was trust God and put one foot in front of the other. And I'm saying that this morning because we've all got stories like that. We've all got moments where we've felt lost. We've all got moments where we've felt like giving up. We've all got moments where we've felt like I'm not the person qualified for this. I don't have the skills for this or the ability for this. And I just want to remind you this morning, hey, listen, don't be a grasshopper in your own sight. God's called you to be a giant above that. God's called you to be bigger on the inside. God's called you to be an overcomer. He says, we are all overcomers in Christ Jesus. And so let's not live below. Let's live above. Let's be who God has called us to be. God's promises are greater than the problems. And third and finally this morning, promised lands come with past living to overcome. Numbers 14 verse 1 says, then the whole community began weeping aloud and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it have been better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, He will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord. 
And don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Gee, that escalated. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me? Even after all the miraculous signs I have done amongst them. It's interesting in this story. The old good old days mentality. As they were like, ah, if only we could have returned to Egypt. Remember what happened in Egypt? They were systematically tortured and beaten. Their children were killed. They had slave labor. They were hated. And yet, here they were looking to go back. And sometimes that mentality gets in us. That past living. Sometimes we have to let that go to move into that promised land. Some of those things that get on the inside of us that can hold us back and cause us to live in the past. You know, it's often said this way, a man without a vision for the future will always return to the past. And isn't that so true? When we don't live with faith and looking forward into the future, we can always find ourselves looking back. Oh, the good old days. Isn't that great? Wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? And yeah, sure, it was good sometimes. But some of those things we romanticize. Here they are romanticizing what it was like to be in captivity in Egypt instead of in the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey that was theirs to be had. So your future is not in your past. And I want to encourage you this morning. What's some of those things you need to let go of to be able to walk into the future? So this morning, blessings come with battles to overcome. Giants come with grasshoppers to overcome. And promised lands come with past living to overcome. You know, as a conclusion to the story, Caleb and Joshua, who were the two people with a positive report, Caleb actually, after that 40-year journey into the wilderness, he came back to that same place that they looked out over the promised land, that same place they inspected where those giants were. And as an 85-year-old, as he came back, he said, God, give me that land, that land where the giants are. Give me that hill country, that one that I know you've given me. Even as an 85-year-old, I want that as my inheritance. And God granted that to him. And he went and he took that land, that same place that he inspected and 40 years had passed. That faith on the inside was still there to say, no, I'm not going to take the comfortable, nice land that's already taken over. I'm actually going to take that land that has the giants in it. And I'm going to overcome that. Because he had an overcoming spirit on the inside. And I think today for all of us, God's called us to live like that. Let's not live underneath. Let's live above. Let's be people of faith as God's called us to live. And carry that overcoming spirit. Yeah, there will be challenges. Jesus said it. In this world, you will have trouble. But I have overcome the world. And so in Christ, that's part of your inheritance, that you would be an overcomer and step forward and step forward in the future with faith. And so I want to pray for you this morning and all the incredible people that are getting water baptized today. I want today to be a reminder that as you get water baptized, as you make this decision, a public declaration that you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're making a decision to live with an overcoming spirit. 
You're making a decision to live by faith and not how you feel. You're making a decision to be strong in God, even when there's moments of weakness and fear that will sometimes try to rear their head around you. But you're a person of faith. You've got an overcoming spirit. So Lord, this morning, I pray for this message in our hearts today. Lord, I pray that we would live with an overcoming spirit as you've called us to live. We wouldn't live with fear and anxiety having the final say. But God, even when our feelings cause us to be afraid, I pray that faith on the inside would cause us to live big and to live above our challenges and our circumstances. Just like these people of faith, Joshua and Caleb, they saw the challenges, they saw the giants, but Lord, above that, they saw your provision and your power and your strength to be able to lead them into the promised land. And I pray that we would understand that and we would be people that are overcomers and that have an overcoming spirit, I pray. I pray for every person getting water baptized today, that you would remind them, Lord, how loved they are by you, that they are an overcomer in Christ and that they would stand strong in their faith. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hey, would you stand with me this morning? We're going we're gonna to sing one song as we prepare our hearts and the guys come and get ready for their baptism this morning. And then we're going to baptize these incredible people. So, yeah, come on, let's...